0: In the journey with Jesus, very little is guaranteed. To be a Jesus follower is to decide by choice, by free choice, to take on risk. Now yes, life itself is a risk, but to choose to follow Jesus in life is to take on additional risk. And why would people do this? because they are drawn like a magnet to the life that Jesus offers. This is especially the case when we're talking about people for whom their current life is less than satisfying, which makes perfect sense because people who are maybe already on the margins are more likely and more likely be willing to take on risk than those who feel like they have more to lose. But why is the Jesus way so fraught with risk? Because it lives by a different set of values than the empire whose systems of power rule this world. The reign of God operates with different motivations. To borrow a few few lines from my sermon last Sunday... Rather than deferring to those who have accumulated wealth and power and prestige and privilege, God seems to move toward the margins. God shows preferential care for the poor, for those who are being told that they are of little worth. Jesus socializes with thieving tax collectors and scandalous women, and he touches lepers, and he challenges both religious and imperial powers. So we know that, and we know where that way of living led Jesus, don't we? Into confrontation with those civil and religious powers and with those who benefited from those powers. So if we believe, as we say we do, that the church is the body of Christ in the world and is the continuing presence of Jesus in society, that it embodies the reign of God in our life together. And if we live like we believe that, then I think we can expect some pretty stiff resistance, some pushback. This resistance comes from outside the church from the powers of empire that start feeling threatened when a community of people embrace the marginalized and refuse to bow to existing power structures. And it comes from within the church, from those of us who have long cozied up to the powers and aren't so interested in living on the edge. And the resistance comes even from within ourselves. Because we individually benefit in many ways from the exercise of coercive power. Because it tends to be a stabilizing force. It holds in check some of the more threatening aspects of life. And none of us are really looking for chaos, for instability and vulnerability and risk. But the life of a follower of Jesus inherently carries more risk in the near term because we purposely embrace a way of life that by definition is vulnerable and open and hospitable to the world around us. And it goes against the posture of empire, which by definition is coercive and protective, and defensive, and seeks stability above all else. This tug and pull between empire and the way of Jesus is what we see playing out in the gospel reading today. And the act of resistance was both outside the circle of Jesus' followers and inside the circle. Externally, Both the palace and the temple were leaning hard on this Jesus movement. The Roman Empire and the religious hierarchy were both threatened by Jesus' openness and hospitality. And then when Jesus tried to make clear to his disciples what they were walking into, that their future also included suffering, the internal resistance ramped up. Peter rebuked Jesus, it says. He probably said, by no means, Lord. You must not purposely walk towards suffering. Fight them. You can win this battle. And Jesus replied famously, get behind me, Satan. You are setting your mind on, not on divine things, but on human things. If any wish to come after me, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. And the story of the transfiguration of Jesus comes right after that. Jesus and his three closest disciples go up a mountain and where Jesus is overtaken with the light of glory and the images of Elijah and Moses are with him. And despite Peter's impulse, to make that moment last, to memorialize it and institutionalize it, the glory immediately vanishes. And they're back in the real world of resistance. You know, I think we simply cannot read this Gospel of Mark honestly And imagine for one minute that Jesus intended to birth a church that embraced empire. The way that Christianity has done over the centuries and to this day. Embracing institutional power and control and stability and defensiveness. The authentic church of Jesus Christ, I believe, is a movement it goes boldly forward down a road where it can't even see around the bend. It moves toward the edges and margins. It takes risks to join God's work of healing and repair and reconciliation. And I dare say, when the church does move forward with that kind of boldness, it is magnetic It attracts others who are looking for a kind of life that the empire fails to deliver. I hope and pray the community of faith at Parkview Mennonite is that kind of movement that attracts the attention of those who are called to join us so that we can stay on the move together. The world needs alternative communities like us so world ready or not here we come together now, now we at Parkview maybe just one small expression of God's family but we are joining with God in God's vulnerable and risk-filled mission of healing the world. And today we're taking on even more risk, as we often do, whenever we welcome new people into this community and into this movement, because new members always will change who we are. Maybe not radically change us, but without a doubt, our church household with these persons among us is different than the church without them.